Do you think of yourself as a creative person? Well, what if I told you that there are some things that you can do to cultivate creativity in your children's ministry and in your personal life, whether you think you're creative or not? If you think your children's ministry needs an injection of creativity, then stick around because that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, episode 12. Hey friends, welcome to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and boil it down to the things that matter most. Now you can find the show notes for this episode along with links to several books I'm going to be mentioning over at the blog at simplekidmen.com. Just go to the podcast tab and look for episode 12. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Byerly, and today we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, creativity. We're going to talk about some principles of creativity, and then we're going to dive into five specific things that you can do to cultivate creative problem solving. Now, you can also apply this to planning a lesson or an event, but I wanted to keep it general enough so that you can apply it to every area of your children's ministry. Now, let's face it. To lead our children's ministries well, we need a boatload of creativity because we have a boatload of challenges. For example, how do we creatively communicate a Bible story like the Easter story or the Christmas story that some of our kids have heard a million times before? And how do we do it in a way that keeps it fresh and engaging? Or how do we invite new leaders to join our ministry when we've already tapped out our network of people we know? Or how do we structure our teams so that serving is life-giving and that leaders don't get burned out or feel used or neglected? Or how do we equip parents for discipleship when we only see them when they're picking up or dropping off their kids? Or maybe your creative challenge is something entirely different. But the point is that we all face some big obstacles leading our children's ministries, and we need to tap into our God-given creativity to find new approaches and new strategies for teaching or recruiting or administration or discipleship or whatever area God is calling you to tackle. So here's my question. In view of all the challenges you're facing in your ministry right now, do you think of yourself as a creative person? Do you feel like you have the creativity that is to the level of the challenges you face? Now, if not, who are some people that come to mind when you think of highly creative folks? Maybe artsy people you know, or people throughout history, like great painters or inventors. Maybe people you think of as creative types. Well, the first thing you need to know is that there are no creative types. I'm a writer and a storyteller, and because of those things, people have tended to label me as creative. And I am. But guess what? So are you. Whether you see yourself as creative or not, the fact of the matter is that we are all made in the image of a creative God. And all of us who follow Jesus have the same fountain of creativity, the Holy Spirit who dwells within us today. Now think about that for a second. The God who created the universe in all of its complexity and wonder, who crafted animals and plants and the intricate systems of the human body, this same creative God lives in you. Being creative isn't necessarily the same thing as being artistic. You don't have to be a painter or a writer or a musician to be creative. Now those are sets of specific skills and gifts that some people use to express their creativity but you may have very different skills and gifts to express yours. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 in the NIV, now you are the body of Christ 
and each one of you is a part of it. Maybe you're an organizer or a people person. Maybe you love systems or finding new ways of being efficient. Maybe you love caring for those in need. Or maybe your skills are something totally different. Well, the great news is that you can express your creativity with whatever passion and skills God's given you. Also, it's helpful to remember that being creative doesn't mean making something out of nothing. God's the only one who did that. The real key to creative thinking is exploring the world around you and combining old things in new ways to discover new solutions or products or ways of getting things done. And as you teach yourself to think creatively, you'll develop the habit of looking for connections between things that most people don't think are related. And that's what true creativity is. It's making connections that other people might miss. Let me give you an example. In his book, The Myths of Creativity, David Berkus tells the story of two guys, Spencer Silver and Art Fry. Silver was a chemist who worked with adhesives at 3M. Unfortunately, the new adhesive he was developing turned out to be not quite as sticky as the other glues 3M produced. He thought maybe there was a use for it, but no matter how many people he talked to, no one had any bright ideas of what to do with it. That is, until Art Fry came into the picture. Fry was a chemical engineer and a member of his church choir. As much as he loved singing, Fry grew frustrated trying to mark the pages of his hymnal with pieces of paper because whenever he opened the book to sing, the papers fell out. Then one day, he remembered hearing about Spencer Silver's inferior adhesive, and he made a connection. What would happen, he wondered, if he coated his bookmarks with Spencer's not-so-sticky glue? He could stick them in the hymnal and pull them out without damaging the book. And soon after that, the post-it note was born. Creative, right? Did Art Fry invent paper? No. Did he invent the adhesive? No. All he did was solve a problem by making a connection between two things that had never been connected before. That's creativity. Or here's another example. Steve Jobs. Other people created computers and cell phones and personal digital assistants like the old-fashioned Palm Pilot. Jobs put them all together in one product, and he did it with style. And this creative combination, the iPhone, revolutionized the world. Steve Jobs made a connection between things that had never been connected before. And that's creativity. So the pressure's off. You don't have to be an artist. You don't have to even be original. You just have to train yourself to pay attention to the creativity God's already given you. And it'll open up a whole world of possibilities to help you to make a difference in your everyday life and your children's ministry. So why does this matter? Well, because, as we said earlier, all of us face huge challenges in our lives, and creative thinking is like a Swiss army knife that God gives us to overcome obstacles and do what seems to be the impossible. I mean, let's face it, the world we live in is constantly changing, and the challenges we face in children's ministry demand heavenly-inspired creative problem-solving and outside-the-box thinking. In our churches and in our culture, things are always changing. And we have to learn to think creatively to change with each new season of ministry and give God our best. In children's ministry, it can feel like we never have enough time or ideas, volunteers or resources to do what God's calling us to do. The needs around us, they're huge. And just when we think we have it all figured out, the game changes. And the old way of doing things get turned upside down by a new process or structure or problem. And we have to figure out how to best play our part in this new reality. For example, when I came on staff at my church 15 years ago, we began the process of simplifying everything we do as an organization. We worked hard to cut away programs that had at one time been effective but no longer helped us to get to where we knew God was calling us to go. 
So we reorganized, we restructured, and it required a lot of people to exercise their God-given creativity to learn how to do ministry in a new way. In 2009, we went multi-site with the launch of our second campus. And then we took another huge leap of faith as we launched a third campus, which was significantly larger than the first one we had launched. A few years ago, we launched our first portable campus, which comes with its own unique set of challenges. And keep in mind that throughout all of this, none of us in children's ministry had ever done multi-site or portable church before. That meant we had to rethink everything and reorganize our team to serve multiple campuses and reflect the evolving strategy of the church. To keep up with the changing reality, we had to get creative. We had to do things in ways we'd never done them before to meet challenges we'd never faced before. And we've had to learn new jobs and new ways of interacting with other departments and campuses. We've had to learn new ways to equip parents and resource our leaders. And all of that takes a ton of creativity, the same creativity that you have access to because you are made in the image of a creator. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, you don't have a creative bone in your body, I'm here today to challenge that as a flat out lie from the enemy. You are creative. And it's your responsibility to use that creativity to make your world a better place. In his book called Creative You, Using Your Personality Type to Thrive, a researcher named Otto Kroger shows how each of the 16 Myers-Briggs personality types expresses their creativity in very different ways. Here's what he says. He says, our creativity is as unique as our fingerprints and leaves an impression on whatever we make. Whatever personality type you are, you're creative. Okay, so however we see ourselves, whether we think we're creative artsy types or we say, oh, I'm not that creative of a person, remember that each of us can take a step forward to increase our creative capacity to influence our world. In his book, Thinker Toys, creativity expert Michael Machalko writes, creativity is not an accident, not something genetically determined. It's not a result of some easily learned magic trick or secret, but a consequence of your intention to be creative and your determination to use creative thinking strategies. So let's get practical. How do you do it? How do you begin to tackle the challenges and problems in your life and ministry with more creativity today than you did yesterday? How do you increase your creative thinking in your everyday life? Okay, I want you to think of a problem you're facing right now. It could be a challenge in your children's ministry or maybe something at home or something that you're just dealing with with God. It could be a task you're trying to make better, a need you're trying to meet, or a relational issue you're trying to improve. Okay, you got it? You got that challenge in mind? All right, with that in mind, here are five things that you can do to tap into your creativity and move this thing forward. Well, the first thing you need to do is pray about it. Now, I know it sounds cliche, but seriously, we have access to the God of all creative solutions. Just look at the cross. Who could come up with that? God as a baby? Jesus dying in our place? I mean, that's creative. It's like Gabriel said to Mary, nothing is impossible with God. And the good news is that this creative God is also a generous dad who loves to give his kids good gifts. In Matthew 7, 11, Jesus said, So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? See, God is a God of abundance with limitless creativity and a bazillion brilliant ideas. And as a loving father, he would love to share some of those ideas with you. So just start by asking. Pray something like this. Creative God, you know the problem I face. My thinking is limited, but yours isn't. Help me to see this challenge from your perspective. Help me to see solutions that I may never discover on my own. 
Help me to think about old problems in new ways. Please connect me with the right ideas and the right people who can help me to figure this out. Amen. Now, after praying, the second thing you need to do is to give yourself plenty of time to think about your problem and get creative. Give God time to work. Now, there's a great lesson we can learn from creation and nature here. Think about how long it takes for a seed once it's planted to germinate, sprout, and begin to grow. Or think about cows. Think about how they take grass and feed and turn them into milk. Now, they have to process it through four different chambers in their stomach. And part of this process involves swallowing their food, letting it digest in a couple of chambers, and then spitting it back up into their mouths and chewing on the cud before swallowing it again and moving on to a different chamber. I apologize if you're eating right now. It's gross, I know. But it's all part of a creative process God has designed that takes time. Now, according to a website called Moo2U, you have to love that name, right? It takes 50 to 70 hours for cows to convert food into milk. 50 to 70 hours. The same principle is true for our creative process. Now, we have to give our brains time to process our problems. Research tells us that people are less creative under a tight deadline. Our brains just don't have time to do their best work in a hurry. So start early to give yourself time to chew on your problems and ideas and don't expect to have a breakthrough overnight. Now, the third step to increasing your creative thinking is to gather information related to your challenge. Just like cows need grass to make milk, we need raw material to discover creative ideas. Read blog posts and magazine articles. Watch TED Talks. Listen to sermons and podcasts. Talk to other churches and find out what they're doing. The more information you have about the problem and potential solutions, the easier it is to stumble onto some new connections and then discover what's right for you. But don't just limit yourself to gathering information about children's ministry or whatever problem you're facing. Look for information totally unrelated to your area. Play in someone else's sandbox. Follow your curiosity. Learn about things that you have no idea about. Then write this random stuff down. I mean, you never know when something that seems totally unrelated will give you an idea that you can connect to your day-to-day challenges. For instance, according to a New York Times article I'll link to in the show notes, architect Mick Pierce needed an innovative way to design an air conditioning system for a shopping center in Zimbabwe. Now, instead of finding his creative idea in other building designs, he looked at how termite mounds were created. Termites need a very specific temperature range to thrive, and Pierce took the same principles that termites used in building their mounds and applied it to Zimbabwe's Eastgate Shopping Center, which uses 10% less energy to keep it cool than other buildings of the same size. Why? Because Pierce made a connection that no one else had made, and he did this by learning about things outside of his area of expertise. And you can too. The fourth step in teaching ourselves to think more creatively is simply to let it cook. Now, some people call this the incubation process. I call it throwing it in the crock pot. Now, this is the time when you stop thinking about and reading about and focusing on your problem and just let your subconscious go to work on it. Walk away from it. Do something else. Work on another project or just go have fun. Now, there's an article I'm going to link to from Fast Company magazine that talks about a study that was done in California where they took some test subjects and gave them some creatively challenging tasks. Now, for some of those subjects, they were also given some mindless tasks to break up the creative challenges. And they were given those tasks because they knew that those people would be more prone to daydream and for their mind to wonder. And surprise, surprise, guess which group had the most creative ideas at the end of the day? It was the folks who had time to daydream, the folks who had time just to do something else and take a break from their creative problem. Now, that just makes sense because 
many of us have had that experience where you just get a random idea doing the most mundane tasks, peeling potatoes, taking a shower, going for a run. By taking a break and letting our brains stew for a while, we're giving our subconscious a chance to make connections and discover creative solutions. We're also giving the Holy Spirit time to speak. Finally, the fifth thing that you'll need to do to train yourself to be more creative is to capture your ideas, no matter how dumb they may seem. Use your phone or an app like Evernote. Use Post-it notes. Whatever it takes, capture those random ideas as you have them so that you can evaluate them later and see which ones might actually work. When your challenge seems impossible and you feel stuck looking for a creative solution, remember our verse for today, Ephesians 3.21. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Remember that creative thinking doesn't depend on you. It depends on your creator, the giver of all good things. And we all have equal access to him. Which brings us to our simple takeaway. Take a step to cultivate your God-given creativity today. Well, gang, that about wraps it up. I'll be sharing some examples of how I've used these principles of creativity in a future podcast, but we're out of time today. Remember, you can head over to the show notes at simplekidmen.com and look for episode 12 just to get the links to the books I mentioned and articles that I referenced. And also, I'm going to link in a book by Aaron Reynolds called The Fabulous Reinvention of Sunday School, which is an awesome book specifically on creative teaching in children's ministry. I'll see you back here on the 15th for another Kidmin Coffee Break, the shorter episodes of the Simple Kidmin podcast. And then I'll be back here with a new full episode on the first of the month. Hope you have a great week exploring some new creative ideas for your children's ministry with your amazing imaginative creator. See you next time.